This is the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. Thanks for joining us. St. Marianne Cope Parish is the community of Catholic believers from Lakeland and Solvay, New York, located in Syracuse. Our podcast is here to help encourage and edify you in your faith. reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord. The crowds asked John the Baptist, what should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, teacher, what should we do? He answered them, stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, and what is it that we should do? He told them, do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Our hymns this morning and, and all the words that we, uh, we have heard so far have some very beautiful, very beautiful words in them. This first hymn on Jordan's Bank is a beautiful hymn altogether, but this morning at the first Mass and again at this Mass, the, uh, the third verse really got to me. It shine forth and let your light restore earth's own true loveliness once more. Earth's own true loveliness. How beautiful can that be? And in St. Paul's reading for us in the second reading, he slips in a line there that I hope you didn't miss. Your kindness should be known to all. And finally, the gospel acclamation that we just heard. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. And we can read that, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you to bring glad tidings to the poor. And basically that's what we're celebrating today, of course. In the midst of this season of Advent when we're preparing for the coming of Jesus, not just his birth at Christmas, but that second coming that we've talked about already, we hear these words that say to us joyful things. And finally in the, or excuse me, in the first reading, it ends with rejoicing that God is among you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. 
and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you. <laughs> if you don't love that, you're not a Christian. So what's all this telling us today? What we heard in the gospel this morning, John is dialoguing with the people who have come to him to be baptized, and many of whom who will join his group as disciples as time goes on. But what he says to them when they ask him, we've done the repentance now, John. What else do we do? What's left for us to do? And he tells them something that sounds very mundane. Go about your daily business. Do what you always do. Like the church teaches us, be satisfied with your state in life, and if you work, if you have the dignity of work, do it well. Do it with love in your heart, the love of God and the love of your fellow neighbor. And that's all John is saying to them. He's telling the tax collectors that they should not collect more than what is prescribed. And they had been known for doing that, of course. They were not very well respected because they made their living off of stealing from the poor and the rich. The soldiers, well, the soldiers were greatly feared. The Roman soldier was a pretty tough guy. And uh, not being satisfied with their wages, being a human being like all of us are, we want more. And so they took advantage of their position and their strength and their power, and they extorted money from shopkeepers and families, just as gangs might be doing in big cities today, to protect the owners of stores from being beaten up and robbed and whatnot. They said, you pay us and we'll protect you. But for us, it all sounds pretty normal. Isn't that what we've heard over and over again? The church says, be satisfied with your state in life. Now, your state in life may change from time to time, but what we're told is, don't be overambitious, don't be greedy. And as the second reading said, show your kindness to everyone. All of us are meant to show our kindness, our Christian kindness, to our brothers and sisters who are our neighbors. The Ten Commandments may tell us all these things that we shouldn't do, and we're told not to do these things for our own benefit, of course. But you can also look at the other side of things, the positive side, at the side that gives us the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with everything you have and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And essentially, that's what we're hearing today in this gospel. John says something very interesting in this gospel. He talks about not being worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals, speaking of Jesus' sandals. And that sounds very self-evident to us. Of course, John is being humble, and he's saying Jesus is 
greater than he is. But there's something else in this that you may not be aware of. In the Jewish tradition, when a man who has brothers dies, one of his brothers is supposed to marry his widow in order to keep within the family the property that they owned. And that was part of Jewish law. Now, the man could deny this marriage. He could say, no, I do not want to marry this woman. But if he did that, she had the right to take him in front of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high priest, the religious leadership, and take from him one of his sandals off his feet and strike him with it spit in his face and tell him how worthless he is. Today, in the Middle East, that custom is still observed. You see people using their shoes all the time, throwing their shoes at people as an insult, showing them the bottom of their shoe, saying, we think you're lower than dirt. It's an interesting thing, and you may remember seeing a reporter throw his shoes at George Bush, and amazingly, he, <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but both shoes missed him. <laughs> but that's what John is doing here. He's alluding to this uh, connection to marriage, and essentially, the Jewish people who were listening to him would have connected that, and they would have said, He's saying that not only is Jesus greater than he is, but he is the bridegroom, the bridegroom that they've heard about in the prophecies and in the Old Testament writings. Jesus is the bridegroom. And John cannot take his sandal from him. Now, each and every one of us is called to be a saint. And I'm sure that in your time, many of you have aspired to be saints, right? Nobody's shaking their head? <laughs> what? Okay, so it's hard. But what we're called to do is what Father Clemente mentioned in his homily for the Immaculate Conception. He said, we don't think about our salvation and we don't. We come to Mass. We may do some praying during the week, but do we focus on that salvation that is the promise that Jesus Christ gave us with his death and resurrection? Do we really think about it and what is required of us? Or do we just la-la our way through life and hope for the best? That's dangerous. It really is. But St. Peter did it. Look at what he is now as opposed to what he was before Jesus' death. He probably stuck his foot in his mouth less than I do every day, but he couldn't get it right most of the time. And he was among those who thought that they were great, so they should be awarded with a high place in heaven. But after his anointing with the Holy Spirit, his whole 
life changed, and he began to perform miracles and to preach the good news to anyone who would listen. Now, there's another saint that I appreciate the story of, and I, I can't pronounce his name. It's a Chinese name, but his Christian name was Mark, so I will call him Saint Mark. But he lived in the latter part of the 19th century and became a doctor in his region of China, and he became a Catholic convert. And from his Catholicism, he learned that he should share his ability as a doctor with the poor, which he did. And then the Boxer Rebellion broke out, and the Boxers were all about uh, suppressing Christianity and getting rid of foreigners in their country. And Mark was, uh, as his... Uh, life had gone on, Mark had contracted an illness from some of the people that he had been treating. And in China in that day, opium was an accepted painkiller. And so he prescribed himself opium to suppress the pain that he was experiencing with this illness. And then he became addicted. And for decades, he couldn't shake this addiction to opium, but he never stopped coming to Mass. After a while, the priest told him, stop coming to communion, uh, stop coming to confession. You're obviously not resolved to amend your life, and you should not present yourself for Holy Communion, because your sin is grave. Now, having someone tell me that, I would be, it would be tough for me to decide to come back. Lots of people have left the church because of treatment, perhaps, like that. This guy didn't quit. Even though he was denied the sacraments, even though he was shunned by the church, he came to Mass consistently and regularly. Even though he couldn't shake his addiction, he never gave up on God because he knew his faith was so strong that he knew that God wasn't giving up on him. Now, that is a true Christian, a Christian whose faith is strong enough to survive being shunned by the very church you had accepted because of its truth and still give your life for that faith. That's the kind of Christian that this gospel calls us to be. Today also happens to be the Feast of our, of our Lady of Guadalupe, and I think that our Blessed Mother is possibly the most humble of saints that we could use as an example, and she could have done any number of things to get the attention of this bishop in Mexico to have a church built in her honor. Instead, she chose a humble laborer who was the poor guy was missing Mass, and he was worried about that, and he was worried about an uncle of his that was sick, and she stopped him and said to him, I want you to go up uh, to the bishop and tell him that I want a church built 
he went. And of course, the bishop didn't believe him. He sent him back. He said, I need some proof. I need a sign. So he goes back and he tells our Blessed Mother, who he meets again at the same place, that he needs a sign for the bishop. She tells him to go up on the hill and gather some roses. He goes up, and these roses are there. They are beautiful roses, but it's December. Roses don't bloom in December. And they weren't roses that were indigenous to Mexico. These were roses that the bishop would have recognized from his home territory in, in Spain. But Juan Diego gathered these roses and bought them down, and the Blessed Mother told him to carry them in his tilma, sort of like this dalmatic, and he did. And we know the rest of the story, of course. But that's all that we're asked to do. Be yourself. Be satisfied with your state in life. Let your kindness show to everyone and you'll have a better chance of getting to heaven than all the other rigmarole that you might be investing time in. Thanks for joining us on the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. If you have questions about St. Marianne Cope Parish, our locations, or any of our ministries, visit us online at stmariannecope.org.